Did you guys know that most children's vitamins have some unhealthy stuff in them? It's like, a, you know, the old song, just a spoonful of sugar. A lot of unhealthy chemicals and other gummy junk in these vitamins that growing kids really shouldn't eat. And that's why Haya was created, H-I-Y-A. It's a pediatrician-approved, super-powered, chewable vitamin. Most ch- children's vitamins are filled with five grams of sugar, and they contribute to a variety of health issues, while Haya is made with zero sugar and zero gummy junk, and yet it tastes great even for the picky eaters in your life. It was formulated with the help of nutritional experts. Haya is pressed with a blend of 12 organic fruits and veggies and then supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals, including vitamin D, B12, C, and zinc, folate, and many others to help support immunity, energy, brain function, mood, concentration, Who doesn't need help in that, right? It's non-GMO, vegan, dairy-free, allergy-free, gelatin-free, nut-free, and everything else you can imagine. It's designed for kids of all ages and sent straight to your door so parents have one less thing to worry about. Your kids are going to love it. Trust me on this. Haya is a healthy way to make sure you're getting the vitamins and all the nutrition that you need. We've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. Receive 50% off your first order to claim this deal. You must go to Haya.com slash West. It's not available on their regular website, so go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H dot com slash West and get your kids the full-body nourishment that they need to turn into healthy adults. Check it out. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Matthew West Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew West, and as always, I really hope you like it. Thank you for joining me. Those of you who listen or watch on YouTube uh, every week, thank you, guys. As we are in Thanksgiving season, I just want you to know that I am thankful for you. The chance to step into your stories with my songs or with this podcast, uh, it means so much to me. So thank you guys so much. I'm here at the Story House Uh, It's a festive time of year. We're getting closer and closer to our special Come Home for Christmas weekend. Of course, you know, we're still listening to Gobble Gobble around the house, but we're flipping the switch to Christmas music, too. I hope you guys have enjoyed the brand new Christmas song, Because of Bethlehem. It's available everywhere you listen to music. But Come Home for Christmas in Franklin, Tennessee is right around the corner, and uh, I believe we've closed off, I think we've closed off ticket sales for that, but... There is a show that's taking place in Nashville as well. Going to be doing some Christmas shows um, in Florida as well. So go to MatthewWest.com if you're curious about how to catch a Christmas show. Um, Maybe we'll capture it on television. In fact, you're going to be able to see a Christmas special on TVN. I was going to wait to announce it, but I'll tell you now. So even if you're not able to see a Christmas show in person, you'll be able to watch this on TVN as we get closer to Christmas. But enough about that. Uh, I'm excited for today's show. Get ready. Uh, He is incredible. He's the lead singer for the band Mercy Me. They've had an unbelievable 30-year career. You've probably learned his whole life story from watching the movie. Uh, And that's why I decided to take our conversation in lots of different directions. So uh, let's uh, let's go to the story house with uh, an incredible human being who I think you're going to love. Uh, you're going to love this conversation. Let's go to the story house with Bart Miller. It's an honor. It is an honor to have you at the story house. I'm happy to finally be here. I was getting a little jealous. No, you weren't. Yeah, stopped watching. I was a little mad. Really? No, you were no, like, I why? I stopped watching. Because I've had like people from your management company here. Uh, Wait, you Micah had? Tyler. Oh. You guys are. I thought right. you managed a company like Kim yeah, or Brittany. No, I was like, no, for real? No, they got the gig before not me? Not the actual <laughs> managers. But this is an honor to have you. I And I mean this. I'm I'm not going to germ, but I'm a huge fan. But you also met an even bigger fan of you than me when you pulled up to my house. Who was it? Your dad. My dad. Yeah, your dad. <laughs> he saw you. It's so funny. I I wasn't <laughs> sure. I didn't know you were living here, and so I was on the phone, not paying attention, following GPS, and I all of a sudden pulled in the driveway, and I was like, I saw my manager. I was like, I don't think I'm in the right place. <laughs> so as I'm going through to check the address, 
get this little knock on the window and I roll the window down. I'm like, I'm sorry. And he goes, ah, it's my old man. Yeah, He was so happy. He goes, Matthew never tells me who's here. And he goes, I just asked for God to give me a godly man today. And he gave me you. I'm like, man, oh, he's either working me hard. No, or I don't he know. loves your music so uh, much. So, always it, been so kind. I guarantee you made his day today. And I didn't tell him you were coming because my parents live with me. Yeah. And, uh, but I didn't, t- I don't tell him who is coming yeah. because sometimes he'll, He'll just mosey on over to the studio and just like, you know, and I'm like, I'm trying to keep a schedule, but so you made his day. It was awesome. And you're making my day here. It could have been a whole bit like meet him first, make him feel really good about himself. It worked. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it worked. It did work. So thank you. It did work. You're the gift that keeps on giving. You're better than a jelly of the month club. Um, Okay. So you're taking a break. I mean, in the middle of tour, you're Mm -hmm. coming to hang out with me for a little bit. Thank you for that. Of course. The tour has been amazing, but I've noticed you have like, you have a lot of like, I mean, you're my celebrity sighting today, but you have a lot of celebrity sightings at your shows. Like, you're like Pat Riley, the legendary coach of the Lakers yeah. with the slick hair, and then the Miami Heat, of course. Yeah. He shows up at your concert. Yeah. Is this a regular occurrence? Like these like famous people coming to see you? I wouldn't say it's regular, but I mean, you've done this for a while. The longer you do it, there's there's a better chance of like, hey, I grew up listening to you or whatever and so it seems like it the older we get the more it happens yeah but like my the the celebrities that come to my show are like wait were you the guy in that uh that was the extra in that sprint <laughs> cell phone commercial like it's never it's not the- are you the christmas tree guy in franklin <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not the, my celebrities are different like but i mean but tell me some of the other ones you've had. I, I always see Big Ben Roethlisberger at your yeah. shows. Like, you guys yes. are buddies, yeah, right? Yeah, we're buddies. Legendary yeah. football player. Yeah, we're such – I mean, well, not all of us, but three of the five or four of the five are diehard sports fans. Like, I am I am a sports fan who happens to sing. I am not an artist. Is that yeah, it? Yeah, totally, dude. It's I like I'm more I, awkward at the Devil Awards than I am I at might, a baseball game. You, I think you're similar. I, we might. Yeah, I you and your brother how especially. Much, yes. I've seen you post about the World Series, and I'm like, I think he and I would be good friends. No question. I, I mean, we don't cheer for the same teams. No, it doesn't matter. But, like, the love of sports, yes, I'm with you. 100%. And I, so for years, so August of next year will be – we mercy me, we've been in the band for 30 years. Next there, August, 20, 1994. And here we got casting crowns bragging about 20 years. I know. They called us to sing on the album. I was like, I guess. You got them beat no. by a decade. <laughs> Wait, 30 years? 30 years. Yeah, we started in 94. And you're only 35. How is that? Yeah, I know. It's weird. We're like Hanson. We started early. But, um, <laughs> Bob. Yeah. <laughs> but um, all of those years, it's been like, man, we would drop everything if they want us to sing a national anthem or throw yes. a first pitch. Always. Yes. Always. And so, and we've learned there is this weird dynamic that, not every musician, but a lot of musicians wish they were athletes, and there's a lot of athletes that wish they were musicians. It's like a mutual admiration yes. thing. And so so we've we've met a lot of players. Sadly, we've done it long enough for our players are either managers <laughs> or retired now. It's and, uh, not the 25-year-old. Yeah, no, not at all. We'll meet a few. Like, uh, Yeah, I've got a few young guys, like Evan Carter, the dynamic guy in the Rangers. We became friends. Who's and, an incredible story, by the way. Yeah, it's an un- unbelievable story. I so mean, we're friends on Instagram. I haven't met him yet, but we've been chatting. Okay. I know how to go after him. Man, I'm oh, like, you do? You're, oh, yeah. Are you dude, sliding, sliding into his DMs, man? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, there's so many athletes that I'm buddies with. I'm like, hey, man, I, if they say anything about Jesus, I'm so in, dude. You're in? So, yeah, totally. Well, do you? What do you do? You drop the band name? I or just what? say I'm a huge fan. No, yeah. I, they can, if they're willing to look it up, they can. But I'm not going to go. Hey, uh, here's my resume. <laughs> And then are you hoping that there's, like, a, a nice bartering where it's like, hey, here's some tickets to the show, let me come to a game? Well, no, kind of I, no, I mean, we've got ways in that, you know, over the years, so I'm never looking for that. I I do, like, any chance they come to our show, just, you yeah. know, yeah, I would always take care of them or whatever, but I'm not looking for anything in return. Okay, so coolest uh, sports colliding with your music moment. Can you can you oh, man, think that's of... That's a tough one. Uh, I mean, the Ben Roethlisberger and Pat Riley are up there. Um, and um, there's been a few. Like, my absolute sports hero is Nolan Ryan, always has been. Strikeout and, uh, king. Yeah, and so uh, there's a funny bit. If you ever Google Bart throws lefty, <laughs> we were doing the first pitch to uh, Astros. We're doing a faith and family night. 
And we've done so many that we literally are like, who's going to throw Nobody wants to throw it. Like, it's not fun to look like an idiot, you know. And so, right. And like bounce it in. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. And so uh, and so we always draw straws and, and it got to we've done it so many times mm-hmm. that it got to a point to where whoever lost or had to throw the pitch, you had to do whatever somebody dared you to do. And you couldn't tell anybody until after the fact. Oh, so I lost. And Mike was like, you got to throw it left handed. He knows that I throw like I had a stroke. Like, I can't throw left. Well, everybody with their opposite hand it's looks awful. funny. Yeah. It's awful. And so, and, and the, you know, you, you got to go through with it. And so I'm like, all right. And so I've got my, I've got my legendary Nolan Ryan Astros jersey on and um, I'm in the dugout. Can't tell anybody, which means, you know, when you go up there's always a catcher or a player that catches, you got to shake their hand as you walk up. And I just went, I'm so sorry. I can't tell them. You just apologized. In yeah. I just said, sorry. He goes, what? And I was like, nothing. And so, uh, so anyway, so I'm in the dugout I about to go that. up and I get a tap on the shoulder and it's Reed Ryan, who's the president of the Astros, Nolan's son. And, um, and I'm like, oh, hey, I knew just he looks just like him. I was like, you're Reed Ryan. You're Reed Ryan. And I immediately was like, tell me, is your dad here? Tell me your dad's not here. Because I'm sitting here thinking I'm wearing his jersey. I'm about to look like. <laughs> With your just, opposite oh, hand. Unbelievable. And so he's like, yeah, he'll be here. He's on his way. And I was like, and all of a sudden I'm like, can we get this first pitch going? I'm hoping I can throw before he before gets there. Before he arrives. Which, and I don't think he was there. I can't remember. But in that, I met him and. I had some uh, pretty epic moments with him. You like got to a, meet Nolan Ryan. Yeah, dude. Yeah. In fact, I asked him, uh, <clears throat> I said, hey, this is going to, normally everybody wants a picture. Can we get a picture like you're wanting me to sign your baseball? <laughs> and he totally, he sounds like Sling Blaze. Like, oh, I'm going to get into this part, you know? <laughs> and he, there's a picture of me. I'm just like rolling my eyes and he's all leaned over pointing at it. Like, come on. <laughs> like he's it. your biggest yeah. fan. But you got to watch that video. It's the guys came out and filmed five angles and it's the worst. Five throw. angles. It's the same day 50 sit through the terrible pitch at Wrigley. Oh, so that, um, so you got overshadowed. I wanted on Sports Center, but so you were it. able to avoid Sports Center. Yeah. You don't want to, you don't want to land on Sports Center for the wrong reason. I, that's, that like, Pretty awesome like starting reason. the national anthem too high, yeah. Oh, or forgetting no the yeah, words, yeah, yeah, or yeah. like you ever see the Canadian guy with the tuxedo that trips over the red, trips over the red carpet and, and then dips up. <laughs> he doesn't miss a beat, dude. That's pro. Was well, the I grew up in Chicago, and one year Carl Lewis, the Olympic, I've runner, seen them all. Oh, oh, I'll get it, I'll get it. And he starts too high, and he stops in the middle. It's like, yeah, there's that's some rough my biggest ones. fear. That's my fear. I think if you mess up the words, you're immediately a communist. No, some artists, yeah, exactly. <laughs> some art, which wouldn't. We got a whole bunch of those in our country. Right? Um, some artists refuse to do the national anthem. You're not. One. Oh, we'll do it. You'll yeah. do it. Yeah, yeah. Plus, you crush it. Well, I'll do it. I, I get nervous. I'm by myself. The when the whole band does it together, I'm, I feel a bit. You know, it's like it's just it's easier with a group of guys. I wonder if you've ever been to MatthewWest.com. Maybe you've clicked on the uh, store button and gone shopping. Maybe you've bought merch, some T-shirts or books or something like that. Well, that's all made possible by my friends at Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch, your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the, did we just hit a million orders stage? Thanks to you, I'm going to hit a million orders at my Shopify, right? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap, which I am not, or offering outdoor outfits, which maybe I am, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And you sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify magic, your AI powered all-star. Shopify has been a huge help for me uh, with our web store, our company's web store, having everything all in one place. And the, the analytics they give me, it's really incredible. So sign up. For a $1 per month trial period at Shopify.com slash West, all lowercase, by the way. Again, that's Shopify.com slash West, all lowercase. Now, to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com slash West. By the way, for those who are listening, um, for all my questions I was going to ask you about music, we're now just going to talk about sports for the whole that's, show. That's no, um, I can't believe that you didn't waver. Like, that you're that tight with your band mm-hmm. and that, that bond you have, and then... Your word is your bond. That that you. Well, it's no fun if you out. bail. I I, mean, yeah. But I would have bailed because I'm like, there's no way I'm gonna try to like the pressure of that moment, the possibility that Nolan Ryan's oh, there. Oh no, man! It's I'm just everything's. It, it's one of my proudest moments. It's I so applaud bad. you for that. Like it's because if I would have thrown it normal, I would have never 
been on the first thing you Google. <laughs> I mean, not there's many Bart throws lefty. If you Google, it'll show up, and it is everything. It is. I've gotten so much mileage out of it. Oh, it's awful. It's all. It's okay. everything you think. I mean, the, my whole body goes limp, like I had a stroke. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm picturing it because I know what. And I'm... I think I grunted like Monica Sella <laughs> when I did it. <laughs> it was it was everything. And there's we play we put it to a song called "Daddy's Little Girl" by the Mills Brothers. Oh, so it's an actual edited. Oh piece. yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I did myself and put it on there. I was like, I'm so proud, you were so of, this. proud of it. I one hopped it in there. It's fine. It's fine. Oh. And when it, I don't think it's on there, but when we walk out, I'm holding it right handed. Mike walks up to me and he switches hands, and the announcer is like. Uh oh! Like it's all he said over the. And I was like, "That's pretty good." We've had a pretty, we've had some pretty awesome moments. Our very first time to ever do a first pitch was we were at the Cincinnati Reds and Ken Griffey was sitting on four ninety nine and four ninety nine. We thought he's going to get it. We were so excited. Well, Robbie, our drummer, he was a diehard baseball. Player. He played as long as he could till he hurt his knee in high school, and and uh, he's he's an uber fan of of the Cardinals, and and so he was all about like he goes and he played catcher. He's like, man, if we ever do a first pitch, I just want to catch it. I don't care who throws it. And he, and it was really important to him. To Not so much. To, yeah, and just the whole experience. Like, I'm more nervous. He's like, I've waited for this moment my whole life. Like, he's that kind of guy. And so uh, and so I remember, and so I was throwing, and Robbie's going to catch. And he made me go down to the tunnels and practice. I'm like, come on, dude. Like, he wanted he made, put it over the plate, man. Don't, don't make me right. go for it. You yeah. know, don't make, and I was like, all right, and don't throw it past me. Did he have a catcher's mitt? Oh, yeah. Because those are – Yeah, he brought his own. Okay. brought his own oh, that he grew okay. up with. Like, okay. he was all in. Yeah. And so he was like, okay, look, dude. And he was, he was like, man, don't throw a wild pitch. Just let me catch it. Let me be a catcher for a second, man. And it was very important to him, like nervous important. I was like, all right, I'll, I'll do it. my best. Yeah, I can't make any guarantees. And so, you know, sometimes they have more than one first pitch thrown. And so there's us and there's these two kids <laughs> and they're, they're make-a-wish kids. And, uh, and so they said, they didn't really say who's going first, but uh, well, I don't know what the plan was, but they, they start off going, and now uh, pitching on the mound, Grammy nominated, blah, 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 from the band Mercy Me and his brother Ted. <laughs> Which Ted was the Make a Wish kid, and Ravi squats. He goes, and his, and he, and, and he said it in a way like, <laughs> "Bless his heart, Ted." Like the announcer had a little, and his brother Ted and Ravi just went, just threw his arms up. Are you kidding me? <laughs> he got me all right, and then Ted down there, he's like, "Just throw the dumb ball." Like he just so <laughs> he looked beat down like a twelve-year-old kid. Just throw the ball. Come on, Ted. Yeah, and we have a video of him throwing his arms up. Like I can't win. Like- I can't win. <laughs> Yeah, and he didn't want to catch it. He's like, just throw it wherever you just want. Just forget yeah. it. He pouted the rest of the day. Oh, that's incredible. Uh, yeah, but yeah, but oh, sorry. So, um, <laughs> so we met tons of baseball players over the years. Yeah, uh, uh, not as many. Like I think we've rated them one time. A lot of baseball players, a few football players, not many NBA guys. Have you ever had a national anthem fail? That's a good question. I don't. Uh, I mean, it would have. It didn't land no, on ESPN no, if you the, did. No, we've had close. Uh, we've had uh, where. Like if I if I know the words aren't anywhere, I'm fine. But if you tell me the words are like on the LED screen or something, then you start to rely on them. And if they go late or don't come on, it's like a teleprompter. It's like if it's not there, I can do it. But if it's there and it shuts off, I panic. Like I, leading worship at church, yeah. if the if the slide if the person's slow yeah. on that, that's all I think about. Okay. It's like what happened in that person's life? They can't get the slide. Do you have? Do you have- <laughs> It's like my mind goes everywhere but the song. <laughs> what you don't know is they had a bet with their tech team yeah, like you did with the oh, band. Yeah, and they yeah. were like, you got to go slow. Wait, so on stage, do you ever use... Um, Always. Because you have so many songs now. That are completely synced to video. Like If I mess up, we're not getting it back until that song So over. you'll have uh, what, yeah, a confidence a monitor. I've had a, yeah, I've had one for, I bet, 10 years. Yeah. Yeah, and it's... And it's um, yeah, the first show of every tour is always just like, just looking down at the screen, yeah. but it's mostly because everything's completely locked into video, and yeah, you it's got not it, yeah. like if we were just just hey, let's do the verse again or let's wing it. Well, they, like Mark Hall has one, but he's he's dyslexic, so he says it doesn't help him any. <laughs> oh, I still mess up a lot because I <laughs> sing my eyes shut, and I'll sing my eyes shut, and then I can't find where it is because I <laughs> like I don't do like Crowder. I just noticed because we just finished the tour. His is every exact phrase on the screen. That's it. Like 
you can't mess it up. Mine will be the whole verse lyrics, like just one page. And so you'll lose your place yep. sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And so we, I started putting a confidence monitor up too, and I've noticed that it's like I'm being, I'm relying on it more than yeah. I normally. I think I know the, I know my own words. Yes, but it is hard. Like you need that reminder. You don't want to screw yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. And there, I'll there, there's someone in the crowd that will always distract me. Yeah. And so the confidence monitor actually allows me to engage a little more, like because I don't have that fear of. Because normally back in the day, I'm like don't bother me. I've got to sing this, you know? And, and, um, and so I will start to look around, but even having words, I'll see somebody doing something. It's like, uh Oh, and then I'll look down and can't find it. So we're starting to go phrase by phrase. Like, and have you, okay. Question about your live show, by the way, the Crowder tour. So that was epic. Oh, uh, it was incredible. Yeah. It was a blast. And now it's into, it's like from one epic tour to another epic tour. You yes, called it the Guinness TMZ. The Together Again tour is what we call it with Crowder. Okay. And because uh, we would tour every tour together if we could. And then we're going into a co headline with Toby Mac with Zach Williams opening that I, mean, I don't think it's called TMZ. That's what the promoter keeps calling it to shorten it. But that so, makes sense. I like yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which, by the way, Crowder, uh, I wrote with him like a month ago. Oh, really? And he had the coolest watch. Was it that? Uh, was it the uh, tag, the square one? I, it was. It was, was square. Just, it was fancy. I've never seen one. That I've I never have. seen one. Well, are you a watch guy? At all? I, 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 yeah. The Apple Watch kind of ruined me, but I am a watch guy. But he come, you know, because he got the beard. Yeah. You know, he's kind of got this look that's like, you know, yeah, it's the Crowder yeah. look, right? Yeah. Like he might have taken the bus to yeah. the writing session. Yes. But then the watch is like yeah, he's redneck chic, man. He's, <laughs> that's what it totally is. Totally redneck. That's chic. what I was getting at. Yeah, yeah. No offense to the bus riders, no. but. <laughs> So yeah, I, I was like, that watch was pretty yeah. slamming. Yeah, it's got to be the one. It's got the racing stripe down the middle and square one. It's a, and his live show's awesome, yes, right? It's incredible. And he's added people. Like he got on the bus one night and he's like, I don't know what I'm doing. I can't, he's got 13 or 14 people on stage and backup singers, everything. He goes, I, I should be downsized. Like, no, you're doing great. <laughs> he's you're ramping it. it up. Yeah, it's so a great show. This tour with Toby Mac and Zach Williams is 12 city it's a small yes, tour. i believe so yeah yeah we toby and i've tried we've wanted to do it our first tour right when momentum came out we did a festival Condios tour together and um and just ever since then we're like man we've got a i mean and that was like a festival there was a ton of bands but we we're like man how have we not ever done this we've done like you know one-off fairs or it's whatever. an awesome idea yeah and so we just kept saying it and saying it and then toby's like man let's just try to figure it out and so we had this window to where uh, we all, everybody kind of had something going on, and when this fall popped up, it was like, "Hey, man, like, what if we did a short run to where we could still do our stuff before?" And we're like, "I love it so much." We did it last year with Tomlin and and enjoyed the short run just to try different things out. So I would do every fall this way if I could do like a you know a fifteen show run and another twelve fifteen with somebody like that, and it would be amazing. All right, I've put the dogs away while I record the podcast; otherwise, they'd be absolutely interrupting our show. Uh, and instead, I get to interrupt our show by telling you about their favorite dog food. It's called Sundays, and it's healthy, and the dogs are happy. It's easy to store and serve, which makes me happy, and it's very affordable, which makes me super happy. They've also got a new turkey recipe, which is the most palatable recipe yet. Uh, my dogs love it. They've got a ton of energy. They're feeling really good. In fact, a lot of dog parents report noticeable health improvements in their pups, including softer fur, healthier skin, and more energy. I've noticed that in my dogs as well. This is air-dried dog food made from a short list of human-grade ingredients. Sundays is healthy, all right? It was co-founded by Dr. Tori Waxman, a practicing vet. It contains 90% real meat and 10% vegetables, fruits, and whole grains. Every recipe has digestive aids like pumpkin and ginger, plus disease-fighting antioxidants. So if you want your dogs to be healthy, if you want to feel good about keeping them healthy, Sundays is the dog food that they're going to love. Sundays is shelf-stable, lightweight, easy to travel with if you're on the go. Every order ships right to your door, which is what I love, so you're never going to worry about running out of dog food again. Plus, get 20% off and free shipping on every subscription order. It costs 40% less than other healthy dog food brands, so you're saving money, and they don't waste money on shipping frozen packages. They spend money on what matters, sourcing the best all-natural ingredients for your dog. We've worked out a special deal for our 
dog-loving listeners of the Matthew West Podcast. Get 35% off your first order of Sundays. Go to sundaysfordogs.com slash West. Use the code West at checkout. You're going to get 35% off your first order. That's S-U-N-D-A-Y-S-F-O-R-D-O-G-S dot com forward slash West. Upgrade your pup to Sundays and feel good about the food that you feed your dog. So talk about your live show experience for a second. Mm -hmm. Like, first of all, I have to say, you singing live, it's it's flawless. <laughs> and I'm not just quoting one of your songs, but like, <laughs> because I've I've watched you at award shows and it's like, you know, I feel like it's really hard to sound your best at award show. Like a lot of times you watch, you know, you watch TV performances and, and now they can fix a lot of stuff in yeah. post, whatever. But I, I would I would watch, you know, the country music awards or whatever. And you'd see a performance, and it's like, oh, my gosh, that was pitchy as all get out. Right. But, like, you would get up on stage. Like, every time I've heard you perform, and I'm not trying to, like, set you up to where you feel pressure, but, <laughs> no. but man, your vocal, I mean, hands down, one of the all-time great vocalists, not just oh, musicians man, and songwriters, but in, in any genre, in my opinion, like, when you get up and sing, it's just, like, un, it's an unreal performance every time. Do you, when you, I don't even know if I had a question after saying that. I just wanted to shower you with praise. The Lord just said, shower him with this praise. It's a great podcast, man. I'm telling you, dude. I'm, but I mean, I, I'm trying to think of, it, it might have been, was it even if when you got up on stage and it was just like, I forget, like the performance before you was like really hyped up. Mm -hmm. And it was good. Like it was just, but it was just like, you know, the award shows. People, yeah, right. Totally. The, there's bells and there's whistles yeah. and then there's more bells and there's more whistles. And you got up on stage and just like stood at the mic and, <laughs> and you, it was almost like, you're like, here's what we're going to do. We're going to play our song. Oh, we can't do anything else. Like I, I, I've told Toby for years, like I can't do the high kicks. I'm not, I just stand there. <laughs> And it's, but, yeah, but you don't have to like you. You just got up there, and to me, it was the performance of the night because you you guys just did what you do, and oh, then you awesome, just man. owned the vocal. Like when you went for, I mean, when you went, I think it was probably the high octave. I know you're right, right. I know you can. Yeah. Oh my gosh! <laughs> it's, I, I, those award shows are one of my biggest fears because I've heard those direct feeds and those terrible performances. Right, and uh. And, you know, sometimes you're thinking it's the whole show, but then you'll hear an amazing performance, and you're like, what happened to this dude? It's the same show. Like, how is it? <laughs> and that's my worst fear. And so I'm like, I'm I'm extra, extra critical. Like, I almost, I think every award show, I initially say no, and then they have to talk me into it. Because I'm just like, you can't win, dude. You can't win. It never sounds good. Well, in your case, you're the exception. And, well, I appreciate it. I, I love still, that you I think... don't listen to them. I don't watch them. I don't eat. That's the funny. They'll send... Yeah. Well, for listeners who don't know, like they'll send you the like, hey, do you approve this before it goes on TV or whatever? Yeah. I don't even, I don't even watch it or I just, yeah, it's fine. I don't even. Yeah, they'll send the five of us, and then I'll the the four guys will have critiques, and I always say whatever Robbie said. Or I've never watched. I just say fine once the other four have spoken because they'll take care of it. How do you put a set list together now when you're on tour after 30 years of making music? Like, there's got to be massive songs that are not in your set list anymore do you do you do you just discuss it as a band or do you get a gut feeling and and how do you even make space for a song that's not a hit single like do you ever get to add songs in that are just man i just love this song so much it was never on the radio but i really want to play it man it, like this last tour where we we did about an hour and a half hour and 45 set which was too long but uh and there was space. Why was it too long? Well, it's just, I mean, I, it just, maybe not. I did mean, you, did you get vocally tired or you just uh, felt like I, I do get tired? I mean, it's not, well, it's not, it, it was probably supposed to be more like an hour and a half, oh. an hour, but went hour and 45. <laughs> we, so. we never go on. Yeah, time, right, no. right. But uh, literally, there was one spot for a song that was just whatever we want to do. And uh, everything else is just like, man, you know, and every night you would change it or? No, well, it, we, that was the plan. And then we fell in love with this one song and just did it. We we changed it about halfway through. We did it every night just because we loved it, and uh, and we're like, you may not know, it. we're gonna force it down your throat. Sort of felt like, but uh, but yeah, there's all it's it's a dilemma every time. Like um like the hardest one, like this tour we're going into, we're only doing like 50 minutes, and and Toby's doing 50 minutes. So narrowing it down, yeah, dude, it's been so stinking hard. But it's like uh you know like George Strait, yeah, 50 number ones, yeah. like you, there's no way he can play. So you're gonna 
you're not going to, there's a song you're not going to hear that you want to hear. Yeah. When you and then the show. balance is, okay, we have a newer record. We should do something. I mean, we'll, yeah, you you know, want to we'll do the, the new singles record. there, but it's like normally when there's a new album out, we'll, you know, we'll do half the record just trying to get out there. But like this one's like, okay, we can get the, uh, the two singles on there, but it's just like, you know, I think we literally went to like Spotify and was like, let's just look at all the hits and like, what are the most streamed songs? Yeah, yeah. So does that inform for you? Cause I've done that as well, where I'm yeah. like, sometimes I'll think a song is like more widely known than it actually, it, yeah. like in my head, it'll be like, Oh, well that was a bigger song. But then if you look at the data, it's like, yeah, there's usually we'll, we'll like, we've gotten not an argument. We will be like split on like, well, this song's pretty big. Well, this is too. And literally We've gone to the date on Spotify, and that would be the deciding factor. Like, oh, it looks like this one was a little. We'll put that in, and that's we're like, all right, let's go that route. I mean, it's 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 not either one would be fine, but it, that's been the deciding factor a few times. Did you ever like at the beginning of starting all this? Mm. I'm curious, like, what was the what was the biggest dream you dreamed when you first started making music, and now here you are, like 30 years later. There's been um, epic records, countless number ones, a movie made about your story. Like, well, uh, but I'm curious, like what size was the dream in the very beginning? Uh, the dream was to be heard on radio. Like, and I was, and I was a, like, that was the epitome. That was, yeah, the, I, that mean, was I the, couldn't think higher than that. Like yeah, that top. was, and I was a product of the system. I was a, a huge <clears throat> Christian music fan, like diehard. Me too. Like Russ Taff, Michael English, all those guys. And so, and I remember, like, you know, it was one thing to own the album and choose to listen to it, but when something would pop up on the radio in Dallas, I'd just be like, man, what does that feel like? I couldn't imagine. And so that was kind of, you know, I used to play with a tennis racket and sing in a mirror and all that stuff as a kid. And, and um, it, well, actually, the first, yeah, I don't know if I, I mean, yes, that would be the dream. Like, I thought just I was going to be hearing a, your song on radio. I thought I was going to be a youth minister. Like, the dream, <laughs> the dream was to make a living doing something, sure. like, in ministry. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't even know if I dreamed big enough to say I'm going to be a singer, yeah. you know, and I thought I would work with like a worship band, which I did in a church and, and just, uh, and I, the dream in high school, my best friend who's two years older than me, he graduated and I was, uh, I guess I was a senior and he was already half through college and he landed a job making like 29 grand a year as a youth minister. Yeah. And I thought if I could make 30 or just 29 yeah, like that I could would just be, beat him. That would be epic. Yeah, that was so epic. Just yeah. one up yeah. your friend yeah, by a thousand dollars. Sadly, that was the poor man's <laughs> dream. If I could hit 30, I would never have another <laughs> complaint ever. <laughs> do you remember uh, the first time you did get to hear your song on the radio? Where you were? I do. Yeah, we, uh, yeah the first time we heard it, I was. Uh, we started in 94. And uh, we made this album called Pleased to Meet You that was uh, we did in our house with a bunch of ADATs and and a local station in Oklahoma City. We started out of Edmond, Oklahoma. They uh, found one of our songs for like a pledge drive. And so and uh, so it wasn't like it was charting, nothing like that. They were just like, hey, please give money. And they this played the song. The pledge drive. It was so that thing you do, dude. We were calling each other, going nuts, running all over the place. And, really uh, nice man in a camper. Yeah, totally, <laughs> dude. Yeah, just Offered running around the record. appliance store going crazy. That's what it felt like. Uh, uh, how great was that movie? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's one of my all-time favorites. So that was your first time. It wasn't like... I can only imagine, or mm -hmm. it was, it was, a it was called do what you can for God's sake. That, <laughs> That's that a pretty great title? pledge drive. It was called do what you can, but the chorus do what you can for God's sake. Oh, okay. Such a abrasive say, thing a when you just say it sings well. Well, there's a theme. <laughs> Isn't this, that a great pledge drive? It's totally. And oh, and when I first heard it, I was at a red light and I was sitting there and I'm single and there's this kind of cute girl driving a car and I'm like, oh, she's cute. And she's kind of bopping and I'm reading her lips and she's singing. And I was like, do what you I turned the radio on, it was it. So I saw her singing it. And that's why. Oh, I that out. makes it even cooler. Yeah. And she drove off. I didn't have a chance I to tell her. I love for that's God's what... sake. Yeah, I know. Because like uh what's there's lately there's been a theme of like, good God almighty. Yeah. For the love of God. Yeah. Good. Like it's yeah. it's like uh I've noticed that theme. Have you noticed that? <laughs> it's like yeah, well, man, so my, for God's my sake, band was Mercy one. Me Get a Real Job. That's where it came from. So it's kind of the same. Oh, my, seriously? That's what my grandmother would say. That or Oh My Stars and Garters, and that didn't sound like a good band name. <laughs> oh My Stars and Garters. <laughs> I'm glad yeah. you never wrote that Yeah, no, one. That, was, it was, that was the second band name. Guys, I want to tell you about the number one Bible for kids. It makes the perfect gift for both boys and girls. It's the Adventure Bible. It's available in five translations, and... 
uh, a variety of colorful bindings. The Adventure Awaits with the number one Bible for kids. It's an excellent Bible for teaching your child biblical values that are going to last a lifetime. I'm telling you guys, if you're a parent, um, man, you know firsthand in your own life the importance of picking up that Bible every single day. So you want to instill those values into your kids um, if you teach them at a young age. Uh, to hide God's word in their heart, it will make an eternal impact. The Adventure Bible is recommended by more Christian schools and churches than any other Bible for kids, and the Adventure Bible brand has sold more than 10 million copies. The Adventure Bible features captivating full-color features, hands-on activities that are going to get kids engaged with God's Word. Here are some of the features. You get Life in Bible Times, which are articles and illustrations that describe what life was like in ancient days. Uh, Did You Know, which is interesting facts that help kids understand God's Word and the life of faith. Live It, which is hands-on activities that help kids apply biblical truths to their lives. People in Bible Times, which is articles that offer close-up looks at the amazing people in the Bible. Words to Treasure highlights great verses to memorize. All of that is part of the Adventure Bible. More information about the Adventure Bible, plus free Bible games, activities for kids, and teaching resources are available at AdventureBible.com. Give the gift that's going to stay with your child for a a lifetime. Go to AdventureBible.com today. How did the movie, like, it was so funny to, like, to think about interviewing someone like you when, like, everybody and their mother has seen and learned your whole story. Yeah. I was like, I was like, I think I want to ask him more songwriting <laughs> questions. But I, wa- I do want to ask one question about, like, the result of the movie, mm-hmm. like, in terms of how have you seen that impact? Like, how has that changed your life and your band's, you know, was was all of a sudden going on stage was there a different feeling or is there a different awareness you feel like the connection with the fans is deeper like i'm just i've always just wondered like that movie was so massive had dennis quaid here by the way at the house recently sat down at the piano and played great balls of fire which was cool but i'm just curious like that movie comes out and your life slash ministry career changes how um it um uh, it definitely, it, it's kind of that when it rains, it pours. We had no idea, like didn't know what to anticipate with a movie. Like it's funny because like the Tate and those guys were telling us about like just Newsboys being involved with God's Not Dead and how it made an impact. And they're like, man, we don't know what's about to happen with you guys. And so like I guess the brand as a whole kind of, you know, when it when it rains, it pours. It like, it like the more people came to the shows and that kind of stuff. And so we saw it then like, um, like right up until the pandemic, we were, we were, it was the biggest crowd we ever played with. And we were, I mean, there were some nights we were doing 16, 17,000 people a night and, um, and, and like, and wouldn't announce who the opening act is. Cause you know, a lot of times you yeah. want a great lineup and we're like, what's happening. And it was just, it was just a, it's it, just incredible. Yeah, it was just the overflow of all that. What's crazy is like, you know, um, wrote imagine, I wrote imagine 99 and then it was like, Oh, two, I think is when, we let's see. We signed and they re- they released it to radio. Like I think it was around o two o one or o two. I can't remember. And so it ran its course in Christian music and 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 was awesome. And I remember the album going platinum and super excited. And then we released Spoken for our next album. Wow. And then during that nine uh, eleven had happened, and there was a station in Dallas that a pop station that played Imagine that got requested. It was a show called Fitz and Big Gay Steven in the Morning. And it's like a Howard Stern shock jock top 40 station. Fitz and Big Gay Steven. That's the name of the show. Okay. And they were doing this truth or dare thing. Sorry, this is all connected to your question. I'm sorry. No, I love um, it. Uh, they were doing this truth or dare thing, but it was I think it was like a perverted truth or dare, like do, you know, gross stuff on the air. Well, somebody dared them to play Imagine. Like, we don't have, we don't know what you're talking about, blah, blah, blah. This is a story I got. And then... Um, and then somebody said, somebody brought it to them somehow. They, somebody brought it to the station. So I'm living in Dallas. I get a call and said, hey, man, they're playing your song on Wild 100. I'm like, no, nah, it can't be. So I tune over, and all I hear is, stop calling, we'll play it again. And uh, for the next four hours, it's the only song they played. And they, all they did was talk about, like, it just became this moment where people were calling in. And it was, it was certainly like a perfect storm with 9-11 and just where the country was. These people were calling in tears and like, you know, and just like I lost my mother to cancer or whatever. And this shock, they're and they're taking it like champs. Like they're like, man, I'm so sorry. Like, 
to the point where I was like, ah, there's a background here or something. Like he grew up in the church or whatever. But he had a sense of TV. Yeah, yeah. and come to find out, we called in and went to the station eventually, became really good friends. And sure enough, like he used to, like he, he was never, he, he did like a like small town, like he was like a traveling singer, like not revivals, but wanted to be a Christian singer, then got into radio, top 40 radio, went to college, things got crazy. But he had a background, grew up in it. And I was like, man, you're the way you're talking to him is blowing my mind. And and come to find out like that, because of that moment, it stayed like a six months, number one on their, they were one of the first stations that used the internet back then for fans to vote what the charts were. So you'd, you'd pick what the number one song was. And so it was like us and then like JLo, LL Cool J had a song and we were for six months, we were number one on their station. Well, those DJs loved it. They loved being thanked for playing a song so much that they started telling all these other stations. And um, that's amazing. And we were like, what do we do this? You don't like, this is not, this shouldn't be happening. We don't just have a marketing plan. Right. So all we knew to do was to burn CDs, send them to every top 40 station and said, please play it. If you get a response, play it again. If not, throw it away. And every place it did, it went to number one. In some places like LA never touched it. New York never touched it. But there was enough to where it like, I think it ended up like in like top five, I don't know, something like that. And and I um, never connected. I don't think I remember connecting the season of like 9-11 yeah, with that. And, and that's a really interesting point about like seeing, like writing a song and then having it line up with a moment in culture that like, and you've, you've probably experienced that more than one time right. where it feels like, okay, Lord, you... <laughs> You you inspired this song for such a time as this. Yeah. That's a pretty incredible thing. Yeah, it was within a year or two. Like, um, uh, I remember us having like we were doing 250 shows a year back then, and we were doing all of like we would do our you know first Baptist church gig, and then we would do Leno the next night or Ryan Seacrest's Christmas show. But I remember doing shows with like Alan Jackson's "Where Were You" and the world stopped turning. So it was pretty close. Did you ever? Um, so when that song like crossed over mm-hmm. into the mainstream like what is that like for a band because one of the things that i'm struck by is as i i mean i know every single one of your records all your songs and there was never a like there was never a shift mm-hmm. message wise for you obviously there's always a progression musically artistically you know no two songs are the same your band's growing all these things but it didn't seem like you ever began to go okay now we're going to actually try to chase, you know, a, yeah. a more nondescript, uh, you know, type of lyric that's a less right. overt. You know, it's interesting to me that the song that broke through couldn't have been clearer about well, it's not that uh, like South Park used to make fun right, of right. Christian music. You just yeah. take Jesus out and put baby right. or whatever. I can only imagine ain't that. Well, and that's the the the, the irony of it was there's a weird accountability because like we we never dreamed of going doing anything mainstream like we this has always been our calling is to to be do stuff for the church and so when it breaks through it's with a very blatant christian song right and so and um even djs then were like you know like what are you going to do next you can't water it down like this is what shocked everyone is that you're like so keep going there. Yeah, you is it, and that was we didn't know either. We're like, I guess we keep singing about Jesus because this is the most polarizing. That's the reason it's happening. Is that you know between Eminem and Fifty Cent, there's a song, and that's the only reason it's standing. So out. it never became. It was no. never that. Oh, should we do something that's a little more you and a little less God? No, or, and in fact, uh, so so when we that song blew up, we were in the middle of Spoken For and Word of God Speak was a single. And so we were promoting that and then it blew up again. And so it, and it's With like word of God speak. Well, no, I'm saying imagine oh, mainstream it. in the midst of us promoting word of God speak. And so we were promoting this in Christian radio and then imagine had another new life of its own. Right. And so that album kind of got overlooked other than that one song. We didn't release another single. And so the next album, as far as mainstream went, would have been an album called undone and, uh, yeah. and a song called here with me was the first single. Yeah. And, and, um, and it was funny because uh, I, I, there wasn't any plan like this should be the this this would be great to follow. Imagine it was just we thought the best song on the album would be the first single, but we uh, they did they said let's just send it and see what happens. And so m- most of the stations agreed to play it no matter what. 
and because their thing was like, we had a couple go. Isn't that I can feel your presence? Yeah, I can. Yeah, exactly. Is that with a five minor? In uh, it? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Well, and so most of them played it just like, and I, we learned later that none of them would say they're experts on what Christian, good Christian songs are. And they're like, all right, it worked once. So they just played it. No questions asked. And it went to top five. Man, and, uh, I forgot about yeah, that. That's and it, crazy. And, uh, and and but there that was, was a massive song. There yeah. was one station. I don't know if it was the River here or or uh, what's the guys down in in, uh, in uh, Birmingham or uh, oh like Big D and Bubba or yes, uh, uh, yes. something like that. One of them knew enough. I think it was them, and they they said, "Man, not that they just said it wasn't. It, they didn't say it was watered down. They were like, it's not as a blatant message because it's very you know I can feel your presence here with me. Like there's man, like I, don't that, know. I don't think the name of Jesus is actually in the oh, song. Right, maybe. right, right, right. Versus like where I will of, dance for you, Jesus is in right a word of God yeah, speak yeah. or you yeah. Know. I, and I never even thought about that, but um, and they were like, man, it's not bold enough, and we're like, wow. And so there was this weird accountability of like they're the ones that were like make sure we don't back off ever dude that it makes me think of i remember being in high school and my buddies were always like dropping f-bombs like language wise mm. but i was the good preacher's kid right, right. and i'll never forget one day in the cafeteria like i swore and my buddy who had like the foulest mouth of all of us he looked at me he's like what are you doing and i'm like what do you mean and he's like <laughs> That's not you. Yeah, yeah. Don't and like he was holding me. It feels me. gross all of a sudden. Yeah. Like, oh, like, you're our you're our reason for hope, dude. Don't. He, yeah, he like full on was like, "That's not. Don't do that." Yeah, like, it was almost yeah, like totally. that station telling you, like, "Hey, hey, hey." Yeah, they're like, "Man, come in a little hotter if you can." <laughs> all right, now it's time for songs from the Story House. Here I am at the Story House where this song was born. Uh, maybe the greatest song ever written in the history of the world. I'm being sarcastic, of course. Um, this song was inspired by the thought that. I usually write Christmas songs, and most most music that's holiday-driven is uh, inspired by Christmas, and yet there's a holiday that takes place before Christmas that doesn't get much musical love. Who in their right mind would write a song about Thanksgiving? The answer is me. Uh, this is a song that has gone on to make many parents angry at me for the fact that their children request it. I've had... Um, Lots and lots of teachers tell me that they play this. Uh, it's on demand by their, their kids in their classrooms wanting to hear gobble, gobble. And so uh, I'm just glad I could contribute such musical genius into uh, modern-day culture. Um, but seriously, I hope it puts a smile on your face this Thanksgiving. And, uh, you, know, you know, let's sing a little gobble, gobble together. It goes like this. There are so many songs about Christmas The reindeer, the lights, and the gifts We sing chestnuts are roasting and marshmallows toasting And here comes old jolly Saint Nick Now don't get me wrong, I still love all those songs But one holiday gets left out No one remembers a song for November, but that's going to change starting now. Gobble, gobble one, gobble, gobble two, gobble, gobble me, gobble, gobble you. Everybody now, gobble, gobble three, gobble, gobble four, gobble, gobble please. Can I have some more? Somebody say genius, but wait, there's more. Oh, my, my, get the turkey in my belly. Oh, my, my, with the cranberry jelly. Oh, my, my, come on and sing it with me. Happy Thanksgiving. I stick a straw in the gravy bowl. I like to eat a dozen dinner rolls. Stretchy pants on, that's how I roll. No judgment here, no judgment here. Grandpa's passed out passing gas, but we got pumpkin candles burning just for that. Someone brought up politics, now everybody's mad, but you can't be mad when the whole world's singing. Gobble, gobble, one. Gobble, gobble, two. Sing it with me. Gobble, gobble, me. Gobble, gobble, you. Everybody now. Gobble, gobble, three. Gobble, gobble, four. Gobble, gobble, please. Can I have some more? And the people said amen. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody, or should I say gobble, gobble.
he's my dad. He gives good advice. And so we're closing out today's show with a segment called Dad Advice. Here's his theme song. He's my dad and he gives good advice. And that's why this segment is called Dad Advice. Dad, send us home. All right. I'm going to send you home, all right. <laughs> uh, first, the dad joke. Uh, how do you fix a broken pumpkin? Again, we're in the fall, beautiful time of the year, and heading to Thanksgiving and Christmas. How do you fix a broken pumpkin? With a pumpkin patch. Nicely done. Come on, come on. Nicely done. <laughs> These will do it. Um, we're going to talk about how good of God uh, today, uh, how good of God your, your song, the lyrics, how good, how good, how good of God, my heart can't help but see how good, how good, how good of God to be so good to me. We learn prayers when we are children, uh, and uh, the, the one prayer uh, that I think we all are familiar with, and we might have taught you this, Matthew, <clears throat> God is great, God is good, and we thank him for our food. By his hands we all are fed. Give us, Lord, our daily bread. We are taught as children that God is good and that he will provide our needs. And I want to just throw in, be sure to have prayer times with your family around the dinner table. Say grace and, and thank God for his goodness and that he is a good God and provides. And well, I'm getting ahead of myself here, but um, three things we can learn. One, God is good. Good and upright is the Lord, Psalm 25, 8. In Mark 10, 18, no one is good but one, and that is God. Here's a really good quote. That which is good makes us better, heals us, restores us, improves us, strengthens us, and makes us right. Because God is good, God will always act in alignment with his character. That means God will always act with goodness in ways that make us better, strengthen us, heal us, and restore us. Secondly, God is good to all. God plays no favorites. The Lord is good to all, and his tender mercies are over all his works. Psalm 145, 9, that's so awesome that God is good to all. He plays no favorites. Although, uh, Matthew, I think you are my favorite son, but don't tell your brothers that. Okay, and here's another good quote. God is good. Look at all he has done. Think about the hope you have in his son. God is awesome. See what he's doing. Your heart and soul, he is pursuing. And thirdly, give thanks for his goodness. First Chronicles 16.34, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Another good quote, the goodness of God should always lead to thankfulness. And my dad advice today, be reminded of the goodness of God. Yeah. He is good. He is good to all. He <laughs> has no favorites. And take time today to thank him for how good he is. We have, that should be a big amen. That's right. We, have, right. <laughs> we have a lot to be thankful for. Thanks, Dad. All right. Hey, that's the show for today. I want to thank my guest, Bart, for joining me. Go check out all of their music. I know you're already listening to it. They're incredible. From I Can Only Imagine all the way down, countless hits, uh, just uh, immeasurable impact in the world, pointing people to Jesus through all their songs, through their movies, just, just incredible. Uh, so thanks to Bart for joining me. They're going to be on tour, as he mentioned, with Toby Mac. Um, lots of good stuff going on in there career and you can find them you know you know where to find mercy me come on uh thanks to my dad for joining me and thanks to you for joining me our ministry is called pop we every week i send out a weekly devotional i'd love to have you go subscribe and sign up to receive that it's a free gift from me to you and uh, so go to popwe.org today uh thank you guys for all the support for all the love and uh, happy Thanksgiving. I'm thankful for you. Go make the most of the one shot you get at this life. It's your story for his glory. See you next week.